divisive issues contains language unsuitable for children and adults. And those weird Superman aliens from the Grounded episode. Look, just don't listen to this, okay? Like, you're going to get spoilers. Just don't listen. Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. We made it, guys. This Oof. is it. We said it every time. We always made it. We never not make it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't hear us if we didn't make it. That's true. If you hear this episode, you know we have made it, audience. And so has Superman. Uh, He's made it. Spoilers. This is the return of Superman podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I the mean, title spoils it. Maybe he'll die again? <laughs> No, they specifically say, this can never happen again. <laughs> yeah, they do. So, this is it. The, the big finale to our Death of Superman mega arc. How many episodes has it been? Uh, this is four, four, five, fifth? four, four, Wait, this is or fifth. five. <laughs> yeah, Death, The Two World Withouts, Rain, and now number five. We did Two World Withouts? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. This has been a really long journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, the the world Without I like was... how we, we spent the most on those shittiest ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... Well, that's Pretty much a par for the course. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, somebody yeah. had to talk about the Elongated Man for ten fucking minutes. This isn't this isn't good issues. It's divisive issues. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of good issues, let's go. Let's do this. Let's well, see how Superman comes back. You think this was good, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Spoilers, Phil. Go. Spoilers. Me too. Let's start. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we uh, this the first issue we get of the Return of Superman arc is when. Uh, that giant alien warship that we mentioned last episode uh, just starts dropping balls on Coast City. Uh, they're called Carnage Orbs? Carnage Globes, yes. excuse me. Yeah, they're not uh, green balls, they're Carnage Orbs. It's cool. Carnage Globes. <laughs> carnage <yes>. Orbs. <laughs> globes. They're the Carnage Globes. <laughs> carnage Globes, great okay. name. Let's drop the Carnage of Globes. That's what Phil calls his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, and then... Uh, the White House sends Cyborg Superman to go stop it because, as we also established last time, he won the trust by stopping Saddam Hussein or something last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Iraq, Karaki terrorist. Yeah. And the uh, the last son of Krypton is already at this city. He yeah. was still there from his fight with Steel last time. So, from what I could tell, if Metropolis is like New York City, then Coast City is like, what, L.A. or something? Yeah, yeah basically. L.A. or San Francisco. Okay. Um, and I will say, this... This issue is well. Let's, I guess I'll say what happens first. Right. <laughs> uh, basically, all these balls start falling everywhere, and um, Cyborg Superman's like, "Hey, uh, last son of Krypton, you're working with the aliens," and he just basically blows his brains out with these cyborg lasers. He like from behind, like you see all these lasers like go through his body. It's pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, and th- then he shoots him execution style in the head afterwards. Yeah, and the. The green, uh, the carnage globes <laughs> that have embedded themselves all around uh, Coast City explode and literally make a crater of Coast City. Yeah, they yeah. atomize the whole city. And I mean, seven this, this million people. Million! <laughs> seven yeah. million people die in one instant. With yeah. the exception of the death of the multiverse, I think this is the most casualty heavy moment in the entire DC universe. Yeah. I, and I, I, Which is crazy because it comes out of nowhere because the cover of the issue is just. Uh, Cyborg Superman fighting Last Son of Krypton, so you're like, oh, cool, they get to fight. 
Yeah. I really. Oh, cool. They do get to fight, but it's pretty minor <laughs> compared to the fucking nuclear bomb going yeah. off behind them. Yeah, compared to all these lives lost. No, but this is like still to this day. Well, not since the reboot, but for a real long time, this event resonated with the DC universe forever. It's like their 9/11. Good, because yeah. I was gonna say it's 7,000 9/11s. So yeah, it's so much worse. Like I, I, I didn't like this. Actually, made me not like this arc as much because of how much it felt like it meant nothing because the whole setup of this whole story was Superman trying to stop Doomsday from killing everyone yeah. and he he succeeds and dies for it and then they're just like okay blow up not 7 million people like it, well, it's it's it, it's they they even make a comparison in it in this to uh Hiroshima and Nagasaki where they're yeah. like that's the last time this bad thing has happened but no Hiroshima and Nagasaki together were like 200,000 people which is a lot but 7 million this city though this event does it's not just for the shock value of this they had plans in the green lantern book that we will probably do episodes on eventually but like this is an event that didn't just happen here like they didn't just fridge this whole city it actually has a big purpose but i I do get what phil's saying because i kind of uh, like it's hard to not seem hypocritical saying this story is good while man of steel and, and the destruction porn they have in those films I, is, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. but like, but like, uh, and I do think it's a good story. But seven million is egregious. Like it is. I, I think it's a good story too. But part like, of the problem again, is just you, like Phil was saying within the story itself, it doesn't feel like they're being properly mourned. Like the first time I was getting that some like people were upset is during a Green Lantern issue of this later on that we read yeah, where yeah. finally someone was like appalled that this happened because Superman yeah. for the most part is like wow these other Supermen are pretty good Supermen. Yeah, I mean, spoiler. Yeah, and, and also. That's true. Like, you're saying that they had plans to blow up Coast City as, like, a major event, and that's fine, but, like, by some random aliens with big green balls, like... To, yeah, that's fair. It's like 9-11-ing them over and over, like, forever <laughs> by some random aliens. But to be fair, uh, spoilers, the person who's 9-leveling them is... Uh, Can we not call it that, <laughs> yeah, maybe? No. Okay, who's Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Yeah, that's <laughs> also that's terrible. So, the, the, but the, okay. So the guy who's doing this um, spoilers is a yellow alien called Mongo, who is basically dark side light in the comics. <laughs> uh, Literally tan side. <laughs> He's not quite dark enough. Yeah, but like uh, instead of fighting dark side, uh, Superman usually fights Mongo instead in, in Mongo's leader of war world. So it's like the, he's like a big level threat and. And so, like, it's not like uh, nothing. No, but he—he's he, not even the leader here, though. It's just one of these Superman. But the, spoilers: as he blows up, as Cyborg Superman blows up Last Son of Krypton, he's like, "I'm working with the aliens, so do this for me, Mongol." Yeah, he flies back up to the ship, and Mongol kisses his steel-plated fist. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, Last Son of Krypton, uh, the whole time he's just confused, like, "Why are you helping the aliens? Why are you helping?" And he's just dying, getting shot in the face, and then blown up by a nuclear bomb. But uh, he does survive as an NG form and starts flying towards the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he runs back home as as Energy Man, uh, as Doctor Manhattan, and then, like we said, we get introduced to Mongol and Cyborg Superman's like, "I'm the leader here, um, and now that I've blown up Coast City and killed seven million people in one panel, I'm going to do this to Metropolis." <laughs> it was two. Yeah, it was, it was a splash page, and it was a pretty it was a That's pretty true. impressive and splash page. And he also they at this point more globes fall, and they start oh, yeah. building oh, yeah. Engine City, yeah. where Coast City was, which is actually kind of cool that that they. They immediately are using this space as a as a new. Yeah, they're like terraforming the city into their own. Yeah. Although, why blow up completely instead of just build this engine city somewhere else? But I guess it's cool to kill all these people. They they, yeah. I, they, they do it just to uh they they do it just to fucking kill people like they're. It's like when yeah. Lex in the yeah. last episode when Lex killed that lady just because he could. 
Yeah. But this is like seven million of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the only other thing that really happens is Cyborg Superman calls the White House. And he's like, I can't see anything. There's definitely not an engine city here. Yeah. Also, and he, like, he tells he tells the government that um, last son of Krypton did it. Yes. Yeah. The last son of Krypton's work with the aliens. Also, there's nothing left. Don't come look in the smoke. Stay awake. And they're like, should we send troops and rescue? He's like, no. Yeah. Stay away. Do not look in for an engine. Well, he also he also says that last son of Krypton is still around and they're fighting each other and the alien horde that's there at the moment. Right. And he doesn't want people to get in the way. Yeah. And yeah. the other Superman from the last. Uh, like from the last story, the one that woke up and he's like, I'm probably the real Superman also gets in a giant mech suit. And he's like, I'm going to walk across oh, the ocean. And this mech suit I, is completely ripped off Warhammer 40 K. I swear <laughs> to God. It, it's, it's the Terminator armor. I was wondering like, why it had like the Eagle on its chest. <laughs> if you, if you Google right now, Warhammer Terminator armor, it's his war suit. It's kind of, does take a lot of influence from different things. Anime, Warhammer. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. 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 So and so he's like, I gotta go to Metropolis, and he gets in this little pod in this giant mech suit, and he just walks through the ocean. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and that's the whole first issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now, Adventures of Superman five hundred three. So now it opens with my one of my favorite jokes, where Cyborg Superman is in like the ruins, and he finds his family. Oh man, this, this was I, I like this. Yeah, and they're like, oh. They're like, thank God, Cyborg Superman, you're here. You can save us. And he's like, look out. The evil Superman's right behind you. And then they all turn around. And standing behind them, he vaporizes them. And he's like, I told you he was behind you. <laughs> and he also, he calls up the government. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, uh, let me see. And then he's like, oh, it's just some wounded animals I put out of their misery. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it's a good way to show someone being, like, really evil. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of like the same thing with Doomsday, like crushing the deer. But here, it's like you, he has malice for humanity. You can and tell. he fucking yeah. makes a quip yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. He does that. He does that throughout this, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, I know. he's evil. He's joking about it, like, ha, murder people. Yeah. Man, I really love this issue because there's a lot of really ridiculous jokes in it. So now, smash cut to Superboy, who's playing the Death of Superman Super Nintendo game. Or no, I think yeah. it's an Atari game. It was just crazy how it already came out. Yeah, and it must have been really rushed, rushed game. It's him and and his like that's pub- like that's like playing a nine eleven game right now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's his publicist's daughter and him are playing the one that she like kissed him to convince him to sign contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he makes some really lewd jokes to her. He's like, maybe next time, what does he say? He's like, maybe next time you be Superman and I'll knock you on your back. And she's like, and then her dad says to him, "I'm her dad. Please stop doing this. I don't want to <laughs> listen to this." Which is funny yeah. because he has her there to. Sp- seduce him in this manner <laughs> yeah. yeah but like there's a difference between being like oh just like bat your eyes and be cute and like he's like i'm gonna plow your daughter and you're yeah. gonna watch yeah so now uh superboy sees on the news this horrible thing in coast city the town of moon basically uh, comes in and she's like oh uh what was on the news uh all this shit happened and also uh they also we also get a glimpse of her at the reporter station and it's pretty obvious that uh, all the other reporters don't respect her. They just view her as a Superboy reporter. Yeah, and so, she wants to go cover Coast City, and they're like, no, you're a joke, fuck you. Yeah, so you, so that's why she's willing to go along with all this uh, shady shit that Vincent Edgelor is doing, because uh, <laughs> uh, basically, uh, she knows like this is her only chance of ever being a reporter. Like, she had a drink so many times, and everyone here doesn't like her, so if she loses Superboy, she's just fucked for life. Yeah, and... Uh, he, she also says, like, oh, we've become such good friends. And Superboy's like, yeah, I feel like I've known you my whole life. All three weeks of it. 
I actually like the scene where she's just like, oh, "You have please be careful," and he's just trying to joke around, being like casual, but like, "Yeah, up, yeah. up, and I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he says. He says, "Up, up, and I'm out of here," and he flies out the window. And then uh, we see an it's, Superboy goes to Coast City to team up with Cyborg Superman to fight the Last Sun. And uh, Cyborg Superman asks him to come over, basically saying, "Oh, uh, that's that, that's Superboy kid. He has he's supposed to be my team version, right? Maybe it'll be a great team together. Yeah, a great team to kill him with." Yeah, <laughs> he does the Lex like, I'm good, just kidding, I'm evil. Yeah. And then they send uh, some news choppers to go with uh, Superboy, too, since he ha- has the contract with yeah. GBS. And this is it's inter- great, because Cyborg Superman's like, if you guys fly in there, you're going to die. Yeah. And Superboy's like, what, you chill out. And, he, and, uh, and uh, But Superman's like, no, you're going to die, trust me, you are <laughs> so fucking dead. I'm pretty sure anyone who comes in here is dead. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, it's also when Cyborg Superman is, like, joking around Superboy on TV, and he says, I wish I had confidence, this much confidence in my powers at his age. And Lois hears that and realizes he didn't have powers when he was a teenager, so maybe this isn't the real Superman. Which I have a question. Is that true? Because I always thought Clark was like 15 or 16 when he was doing all of his Superman stuff. In At this time in Superman continuity, they got rid of him being Superboy, and now he like... Towards the end of high school, he started developing powers, but like yeah. he didn't like have Superboy powers until he was like an adult. Uh, yeah, okay, basically, basically, when puberty started developing powers. Like now, puberty is the way where most people get powers because it's weird in the golden age when Superboy was a baby and like picking up his doctor and throwing them around. But I mean, like <laughs> again, like th- this Superboy is still like he's, he's a teenager, and that's why I thought. Yeah, Clark- but I think the thing is like Clark couldn't he couldn't definitely couldn't fly even in Smallville. Like flying was like one of the biggest events of that series. Like what Super like Superman couldn't fly. Spoilers, first spoilers. Right, fuck you! Like everything's a spoiler. Nothing. <laughs> you can't fucking say anything fly, about show. Fly, it's a joke. It's a joke. Fly, <laughs> But anyway, uh, one of the biggest landmarks is Superboy. Like, even if you say Superboy had powers at this time, they were nowhere near the level that this Superboy had at this time. Like, yeah. he couldn't fly, first of all. Okay. So, at this point, Cyborg Superman and Superboy are going into the Coast City ruins. And S- S- Superboy is like, don't worry, reporters. I'll Or the army helicopter. Like, I'll protect you right after Cyborg's like, no, you're definitely going to die. And then Cyborg kills them all. And Superboy has, like, this really sad moment where, just like we saw with Steel last episode, where he's like, I said I would protect them, and you made me a liar. And what they like is uh, Superman's like, I, and I said they would die here. And Superman always keeps Superboy and says, shit at Superboy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. he has to be a fucking corny asshole while he's doing this. Yeah. and Look behind you, I'm behind you. <laughs> it's awesome. I think it's great. Because it's so, like, cheeseball villain. Yeah. But Superboy and Cyborg Superman start fighting. Superboy's powers are, like, still on the fritz, but more severe now, because I guess the plot demands it. Yeah, and... we we learned that one of the powers that he has that Superman doesn't have is that he can disassemble mechanical parts. And this is something I wanted to mention, because they make a big deal about this in the story, but later on, Superboy calls it his tactile telekinesis. And he mentions it all the time, and when he's in Young Justice, every time he's like, guys, I'll use my... The rest of the team is like, we fucking know. (laughs) It's tactile telekinesis. It's the only thing you can do that Superman can't. Shut the fuck up about it. But one thing to clarify, uh, Brian is uh, saying that his powers were on the fritz. His parents weren't on the fritz. What what was happening throughout the whole entire series was they were hinting that his powers weren't Superman's powers. He doesn't have Superman's vulnerability. He doesn't have... He vision... Like, his powers just... he He... People assume he has them, and then he gets surprised when he doesn't, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, right. he also, I, I think the his revelation of this technology manipulation stuff was so weird, because he didn't mean to. He's just like, oops, I disassembled his arm or yeah, whatever. Yeah, his gun. 
Well, this, this, the way it works is basically whenever he's panicking, panicking, touching powers. The, it's the, a very the like X Men kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's like when you go Super Saiyan accidentally. And at this point, we see some of Mongol being like, "I should help Super, Cyborg Superman, but I don't want to be his lackey. I'm actually going to betray him." Yeah, and the classic it, uneasy alliance where he's yeah. he's not. Well, it's because he's a he's the vassal that doesn't want to be. Uh-huh. Yeah, the vassal. And so, and without Mongol's help, Cyborg Superman still like annihilates Superboy, and it kind of seems like he kills him. Yeah, this guy just, just shows Superboy's point of view, and Superboy's like fucking uh, knocked out, saying, "You can't be the real Superman." And Superman just punches him in the face, saying, "You'll never know." And, and blood splatters like it's Golden Eye, and you just yeah, die. Like it's yeah. Like I thought they killed him, and I thought like it, it would be really sad because like he just had that scene with Tana Moon where he's like, "She's like, be careful," and then you see his like head smashed and splattered. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like that's really brutal. But then of course they're not actually gonna kill this him. This is when I started really rooting for Superboy, like despite all his uh, yeah. sh- high school shenanigans, yeah. like because now. He's one of the few hopes for humanity, uh, as we'll see soon. Just League's not going to be helping anyone. I was harsher <laughs> on Superboy when I first read it, but when you pointed out all his development and everything, I he's really good in this story. I like him a lot. Yeah, I liked him more than I expected to, especially after that first issue. Especially because he was born from the Newsboys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like you, you start in the worst possible situation, and I'm glad that he climbed out of. But then the only way to go is up. Yeah, up, yeah. and I'm out of here. <laughs> so, Action Comics six ninety. We get to the uh, the Fortress of Salt, and we find out who finally the last son of Krypton is. As the machines put him in a chemical bath, and ex- they try to basically get him out of his illusion, explain who the yeah, fuck. This he is. is the first of two really big long uh, exposition scenes where. They, oh my god. Yeah, it, it's just, it's describing, the last son of Krypton is Eradicator, who is a AI that was born from Krypton machinery that Superman had fought in the past when it had corporealized into a person. And then I've never it, read this story, <laughs> so I don't know. If you were, if you watch the Superman the anime series, uh, that version of Brainiac is basically uh, half based on Eradicator. Eradicator is basically... Okay, just, that makes sense. Just an AI from Krypton, supposed to preserve Krypton's legacy. And basically, he tries to preserve... Like, basically, just like the Krypton ship in Man of Steel, it basically tries to preserve Krypton's legacy at the expense of Earth's life. And, and Superman's like, Krypton had a chance and blows it up, too, just like he blows up that fucking baby ship. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, there's another thing that uh, complaint I had about this last story arc is like I know you, you have the four Superman show up as like mystery characters of you know a while ago and now you want to see who they really are but a lot of these issues then felt like this is the issue where we tell you about who this guy actually is it definitely is but um... and, and it's just like all these little robots being like who's Eradicator here's who he is and it's the whole issue and also just to uh, clarify uh, the robots at the Fortress of Solitude. If you ever watched the Fantastic Four 70s cartoon, they all look like Herbie the Robot. Yeah. You know, the super popular cultural <laughs> yeah. touchstone. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Let me explain these robots by this obscure reference. <laughs> Go look it up, fuckers. If you guys have seen the 1993 Fantastic Four movie, the best one of them all. <laughs> but just one fun fact about Herbie the Robot. Uh, in the <laughs> 70s cartoon show, they didn't have the rights to Human Torch, so they replaced the fourth member with one of these fucking uh, robots, basically. <laughs> Really? Yeah. How did he yeah. get the rights for three of the four characters? <laughs> basically, because like Human Torch, they got they, they basically licensed it out for a solo series, and then they like, oh, uh, now we have a Fantastic Four series. Oh shit! I guess for fuck. <laughs> That's so weird. That's pretty funny. Uh, Superboy is captured during this, and he gets interrogated by both Mongul and Cyborg Superman. And I, Cyborg Superman's reasons for not killing him and keeping him here are really like the the best I can come up with is he's like, hey, he could. Offer me spare parts. 
Oh, well, he's kind of, he's, he says, like, he's curious because uh, fucking clone based on Superman, you shouldn't just kill it and throw it away. Like He also it. says, I wish I didn't kill the Eradicator because I would have liked to study him more and maybe use his power to make myself more powerful, too. Like, like, if, like if, and that's one of his big fuck-ups, like, if he, if he didn't, we'll see later, if he didn't kill Eradicator or supposedly kill Eradicator... He might have had a better chance of winning this uh, story. My favorite part about this scene is it's either Mongol or Superboy says, it, what if Supergirl comes to save Superboy? And Cyborg Superman just laughs in his face. He's like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. You fucking yeah. SJ, SJW Mongol. <laughs> you mean that raisin? Yeah. Um, Does anyone else know she's a raisin man? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't think they do. And uh, <laughs> Superboy... Uh, Cyborg Superman also puts up like he fakes footage of Superboy being like no we saw the last son of Krypton and he's a bastard yeah, he fakes a news broadcast and even shows like oh here's the crater of where the city is see and he basically they have a uh, they use this fake footage to have a conference with Justice League and Superboy like hey guys Cyborg Superman's right you should and but you know what the last son of Krypton flew to space you should go after him and Justice League's like you're right uh, we didn't sit, help Superman before, but now we're gonna help Superman. And he fly off into space. And, All of them. Yeah, and Cyborg's yeah. like, "Wow, I've there's no superheroes on Earth to protect it. I fucking won. <laughs> yes." Uh, so I have a question for you guys. It's uh, gonna be it's it's my question too. I bet. Where are the rest of the superheroes that are not the Justice oh, wait, League? Not that. <laughs> okay, uh, do you think like a fucking a SWAT team's gonna take down the fucking nine eleven style threat, Phil? Like like do you think Daredevil's gonna do shit against fucking <laughs> no. the Attack Man Hand? Like most heroes the heroes that are on that level are on Justice League and Justice League just left. So there's no other like really super powerful heroes. But I mean them? like Steel Man of Steel isn't someone you would assume is on the same level of Justice League, but he still goes in there to help. Also, at at this point, it seems like the damage is done because they're like yeah. the city's destroyed. The villain is in space. If you can't go to space, the only reason why Man Steel goes is because Man Steel's suspicious about this, the Cyber Superman. Cyber Superman says, "Don't go in. Go, don't don't come here. No, no one else come here. Just leave into space. Everyone be fine." And that, that's actually that's one of my favorite parts about this is he says, "No one else come here." And for some reason, throughout this entire comic, there's not one person that goes there to find out that there's a. Not just that it, the city's gone, but that there's another city on top of it. Well, the, first of all, there's all the smoke in the air, and then... The, okay, so to... not one person, not one person has gone in there to find out. The GPS crew just went there and you saw it fucking exploded, Daryl. Yeah, but so what, they just stopped, they're just like, we, no one will just go in there now. Uh, they have the cyber system saying, don't come in here, and everyone who's gone there so far is, is dead. Okay, so I guess everyone should be like, fucking lemmings, going in there one at a time, like, look, die and die. Daryl wants a ragtag crew of, like, uh, tornado no, chasers. No, I'm saying, to how, in on how does a city get built on top of this city and not one person finds out? It's very dusty. Also, this all happens in a span of, like, a day. Because also, like, when a volcano erupts or something, there can be dust in the air for, like, months. Yeah. Still. Daryl refuses to believe that, like, uh, when people come to an area and die, like, and one guy says, don't come in here, I'm taking care of it, there's a fucking alien killing people, please don't no, want I'm people to die here. there's no one that was, like, driving back to the city that saw it explode and went back Well, in. they actually, no, they do show that Carol Ferris, at one point, uh, Green Lantern's love interest, is like, I'm gonna come back to Coast City, and then Coast City gets blown up, and she's like, I'm not gonna fucking come back to Coast City now. Yeah, like, people are like, people say, like, later on, Lois Lane wants to go to Coast City and investigate, and they say, like, there's no flights going there, everyone's, everyone's in, basically in panic, get away from it, because they're afraid of the fucking Oh, Lois fallout. can't even get to Smallville, because all westbound flights are canceled. Yeah, like, pe- pe- people are trying to get, so they even have scenes showing, showing Lois, and people trying to get in there, and it's so hard to get in there, because of, this, because of all the shit going on around it. Also, doesn't the military, uh, like, quarantine everything? Yeah, pro- yeah, definitely. 
But still unrealistic. It's still fucking bullshit. It's kind of no, I, I think it's, it's more silly that, like, Cyborg Superman showed up three weeks ago. He's like, I am Superman. And then he's like, trust me, do not come here. Go to space. Well, he saved the president. He saved the president twice. And he, he has Superman's DNA. He has Superman's Kryptonian. Kryptonian DNA is... Kryptonian metal is fucking hard to fucking fake. Like, it is one... No, I do think that... Like, when I first read it, I didn't feel this way. But reading it this time... I was surprised at how quickly everyone jumped onto Team. I think it's because everyone because uh, logically, why would it not be Superman if it has Superman's DNA and Kryptonian metal? You can't. That's true. And in that. the DC universe, like fucking weird shit like this happens all the time. Yeah, like this, like uh, and like people are willing to trust it because it was. Uh, I think they're willing to trust Superman and this guy, for by all accounts, very those slain seem to believe him. Uh, yeah, the, every, like everything I just said. It just yeah. Seemed, no, you're right. But okay. anyway, we've spent a long time on this. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that really happens is Eradicator also uh, reveals that he couldn't possess Superman's body. He could only, like, copy it, and uh, he brought yeah. his body back and put it in a regenerative matrix. And that's where he broke out of, which is... That's that where... Because... Like... And he put his body there just to keep, like, kind of sapping his powers. Yeah. But it revived him, and now he's in that mech suit walking to Metropolis. And what happened uh, to explain why he, after that he started acting like Superman was because basically he started getting more and more, more delusional and becoming more mentally unhinged. And everyone in the... He's literally the AI in charge of everything in the Fortress of Solitude and he obviously reinforces the delusion that he was Superman. So then uh, Man of Steel <clears throat> 25 <laughs> <laughs> So uh, now, uh, like I said, Man, Man of Steel is suspicious of uh, the Cyber Superman because he fought uh, Eradicator to a standstill and beat the shit out of him just by fucking blinding him. And now Superboy and Cyber Superman... He actually brings up the same point that Phil and Daryl said last time. Like, how did Man of Steel go toe-to-toe with this guy? And he's like, yeah, if I could go toe-to-toe with this guy, there's no way Superboy and Cyber Superman couldn't just mop the floor with them. Yeah, and basically, so now this whole story is basically all all uh, parties converging on the Metropolis Airport. Engine City. Uh, yeah, but... Um, not yet, though. Yeah, uh, not so- yet. I just wanted to say it. So uh, Lois is going because she wants to investigate Coast uh, City. Uh, so while they're doing, while they're going towards the airport, Lex detects that the fucking Superman mech heading towards Metropolis, and they all think it's a fucking threat. And uh, Supergirl's like, I, I want to go to Coast City, and Lex is like, No, you can't go to Coast City. Look at this fucking mech heading towards Metropolis. Like, are you, we want he that calls doom- it another Doomsday. Yeah, another Doomsday's heading here. And so he, uh, Supergirl goes to. Stop it. She's like, I'm not going to make one step further. To make it sure it doesn't step one step further. She literally picks it up and throws it over her shoulder. <laughs> Which is stupid because she's throwing it towards the city. But it's even actually more stupid because Lex is right behind her in this helicopter. <laughs> and she crushes this fucking helicopter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why I call Le- Supergirl a dumb fucking character. And also, this whole Lex, intro- like, the fact that he's here is so dumb. Because all he keeps doing is being like, I have to figure out a way to keep Supergirl here. And he's like... And he keeps, like, maniacally laughing behind her back, like, now she'll stay in Metropolis because of this mech. Like, well, that, that, that's, that's the whole, his point, whole point there. His whole point is basically just make sure Supergirl doesn't leave. Like, uh, he is wants this, to... At one point when Daryl was reading this, he texted us, uh, I feel bad for Lex sometimes. Is this when you felt bad for Lex? I don't want my girlfriend to leave me. I feel lonely. No, it was, it, it's later on, there's just more stuff happening to, against Metropolis, where it's like, Lex has to protect his city actually a whole lot. Yeah. Like, there, yeah. there's a missile that's going to be heading out that's going to level Metropolis. <laughs> the, the DC Universe is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. I, I, I complain about, like, sometimes comic universe stuff, but DC is way worse with this, where it's like... I don't know. Marvel don't has think? Galactus the Planet Eater show up all the time. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, um, 
basically, uh, uh, what happened in Coast, in Coast City uh, is that Superboy, uh, uh, Mongol to backstab Superman, uh, Cyber Superman, he revealed uh, uh, through video footage uh, to Superboy that uh, Cyber Superman is going to Metropolis, and Superboy starts freaking out and is panicky. Uh, tactile te- telekinesis, whatever it's called. Tactile telekinesis makes makes his fucking um, his restraints break, and he starts flying t- towards Coast City. And he basically arrives as he arrives there. He hears the commotion at the uh, fucking uh, airport, <laughs> and when and when he goes there, basically they all converge. And the Man Steel basically heard from the Cyber Superman that Superboy went rogue, and he starts fighting Superboy. And Superboy's like, "No, no, wait! It's a, it's a fucking Cyber Island rogue. I'm I'm trying to save the f- people." And everyone and man and everyone basically like. You know what? That cyborg is a piece of shit. I think I trust you, Superboy. And they basically, as they're bringing up the shit out of this fucking uh, Superman mech, they're like, oh, "We're pretty sure Cyber's lying. We're gonna help after we fucking trash this shit. We're gonna go help Superboy. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck up Cyber Superman." And out after they trash it, out comes Superman in the black suit. They say Cyborg Superman's coming to destroy Metropolis, and he breaks out and he goes, "Metropolis over my dead body." Yep. Aha, uh, yeah. He used to be dead. And he's actually in his dead body, too, I just realized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so... Superman comes out of this mech, wearing all black, and they're like... He's like, I'm Superman, and everyone's like, yeah, we've heard this a million times. A very important thing to note, he has a mullet. Yes, this is mullet Superman. (laughs) He looks a bit like uh, Sylvester Stallone in Rambo. Yeah, he does. Like a a lot, actually. They also, to add to to the fact they don't believe him, he has no powers either. Yeah, so he's like, I'm Superman. They're like, yeah, we've heard a bunch of Superman. They're like, do Superman things then. He's like, I can't right now. Uh, but then he's like, uh, Lois Lane, you know about uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or something? Well, no, well and... first he's like, you're Lois Lane, the reporter from Daily Planet. You're the one who gave me the name. And she's like, I've literally heard this like three or four times now. Yeah. So, yeah. no. Then then, then they, they, uh, they go aside to have a private conversation. And she, 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 he talks about To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, Clark's favorite novel. And then, no, um, no. I don't know why this bothers me so much. She says it's his favorite movie. It's favorite movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fucking great movie, too. I know, but, yeah. like, I don't know why I wanted... I want Clark Kent to be, like, a little more read. He's a writer. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought he would have read it, too. Before they before they depart, uh, Lois and Clark... Clark gives her the, the same uh, things he said before he died. Uh, they like reenact the final goodbye, basically. Yeah, the final goodbye kiss, and, and then she's like, "Oh, uh, it's definitely Clark now." And uh, then they start flying towards uh, Coast City. Yeah, and then we go back to Coast City. We see Cyborg Superman telling Mongol he's a piece of shit, and um, then we get another huge chunk of exposition. Yeah, where... this this is the one. The last one only lasted like I'd say like four or five pages. This is like eight pages. Yeah, and it's it's delivered in the weirdest way. Apparently, Mongol yeah. has these like weird pet things that they they look like lion this one, babies. Yeah, this one guy's a lion with no. They're native species. They're native species to his uh, planet. I know, but it just looks really weird. And they're like Cyborg Superman. Here's his origin. <laughs> yeah, the, well, one of them is telling the other. He's like, "Do you know how Cyborg Superman became him?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, well, "Let me tell you." And he tells him like twice, which is weird because he, like he's like, "Do you get it?" And he's like, "Let me explain again." He fucking <laughs> anyway. He fuck, he's Kabora Gabora, the owl from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> And he accidentally yeah. hits yes. I would like to hear it again at the end. <laughs> I can see why he did it because uh, if they had this exposition at the end, it will throw off the flow of the final battle shit. Yeah, but uh, it is weird the way they, they did it. This is really long, and it's basically we get his backstory where he was Reed Richards or something. It was quite literally. He was literally uh, a parody by John Byrne, who's a major Fantastic Four writer, a parody 
uh, the Fantastic Four by John Byrne, where instead of getting... He's also Superman, a major Superman writer. Well, yeah, too. Uh, he wrote the fucking uh, porn issue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most important issue of all. But basically, uh, in the story, the, basically it's a Fantastic Four origin story, except instead of all becoming heroes, they all fucking die from radiation and shit. And this guy uh, basically died, got reborn in technology. And yeah. after- his body, like, melts into a computer. Yeah, and and he dies and becomes technology, and he reforms himself as like a little robot man, and goes to his wife, who was uh, I guess Sue Storm in this in this example, mm-hmm. and he's like, I love you still, and she became like distraught over this, she kills herself, and she kills herself or dies of heartbreak or something, and then um, he basically starts fucking shit up, and he fucks shit up by accident because accident, yeah. Because what happens is he's so technologically advanced, his weird uh, consciousness, AI consciousness. Uh, he's actually fucking up Earth's uh, communications, and Superman's like, "Can you please leave?" And uh, basically, uh, he views that as like a uh, uh, Superman trying to force him out because he's too powerful. So he takes Superman's baby ship and flies off of it, which is, <laughs> which explains why he has the Kryptonian, uh, Kryptonian technology later on. Yeah, and then basically, Mongol's sitting somewhere on a little pile of garbage, like crying that he's a piece of trash. And then Cyrus Superman shows up and is like, "You're my trash now. Let's go." And Mongol's like, "I'm. I'll worship you now." Or, I mean, he beats him into he beats him into it. Yeah, he beats him into submission. He, he, he um, teaches him fear because that's like the, yeah, fe- uh, pain. That's the language he understands. Yeah, yeah. We actually kind of find that the people coming towards Coast City are only Superman, Superboy, and. Um, uh, Steel because and Steel gives Superman an extra set of boots so he can. No, fly. I think it's it's some LexCorp guy. Yeah, yeah. Lex Corp guy gives he's like oh, he's like give okay. me those boots, and he's like no way, man. And Lex Luthor is like give Superman your boots, asshole. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Supergirl can't go uh, because um, uh, Lex doesn't want it to. Yeah, Superboy's like I'll stay and protect Metropolis. You go get these bastards. Yeah. What? Yeah, doesn't he? No, Supergirl. Supergirl. Oh, what did I say? Supergirl's not even there. Superboy. Superboy goes with them. Yeah, Supergirl. Oh, okay, yeah. Superboy goes with them, but he turns around very soon. No. <laughs> Ryan, stop talking. You're against all right. <laughs> so, Phil, say right. So, please. Superman dies again. Right, guys? <laughs> Superman <laughs> is flying in boots. Superboy is going. Steel is going. Lex says to Supergirl, don't go. Stay and protect Metropolis yes. in case other walking Sorry. guys show up and they might be Superman. Mm-hmm. So, and that goes into Adventures of Superman uh, 504. Okay, so... Superboy's gonna turn around soon. Spoilers. That's what I meant. He's I not. This He's not, Ryan. Shut up. Just <laughs> because of the missile. No, he gets in the, into he, the base. He doesn't turn around. He, he's, he's, he's carried attaches, there. He attaches to the missile. Okay, so this is what happens. So, where it's Superman's, like, expositions how depowered he is. He's like, normally I get to go city in four minutes, but now it takes four hours. That's a big fucking difference. Yeah. But, uh... So, and but another great joke, uh, Steel is like, I wonder what's going through Superboy's head right now. He must be going through so much. And Superboy's thinking, man, I wish I could go for a pizza. <laughs> but then he's like, I really wish I could go for a pizza with Tana. Like, I miss her, and I hope I don't die. There's, there's a, uh, like, like I said, Karkel's are pretty good with the jokes. Well, when they get into the, um, the actual uh, engine settings are fucking shit up, and start fucking up robots, one, one robot's trying to shoot at Superman, and Superboy uh, fucks up his aim. And he says, that's weird. At the last minute, my gun jerked away. Oh, and Superboy yeah. says, so? Jerk's a pretty good word for you, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also didn't mention before, the reason they're making Engine City is to fly the planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to make War World. War World is uh, a planet where uh, it has, basically it has, it relies on gra- on the gravity of the world's on. It basically it controls itself so it can fly around space whenever it wants to. And to do that, it has four giant engines 
on it, and basically they're recreating that uh, on on uh, Earth with Engine City, Metropolis, and two more cities being the places where these big giant engines are being built. Yeah, and then uh, Man of Steel is with Superman, and Superman's like, Man of Steel seems like too long of a name. You're Steel now, and Steel goes, okay. That's cool. <laughs> and there's another great Superboy joke where Steel's like, you got to take these robots out. And Superboy's like, take them out. They're not even my type. <laughs> he, he makes a lot of jokes, actually, during these fight yeah. scenes. Like, Superboy's just joking around the whole he's, time. He's pretty much a Spider-Man of the group, which I kind, yeah. Yeah. I kind of appreciate. And he stands out. Definitely. And, I, and so to allude to, to bring up what Brian was alluding to, the, the Cyborg and Mongo launching another a missile toward well, the Tropolis. Before this, you get... Superman being like super, he's like super Rambo. Superman's being like super Rambo. Yeah, like oh he yeah, has yeah, like yeah, huge guns and it's all full page spreads. He's like, let's take out these. Assholes. Yeah, he has no power, so he has to take the weapons from the fallen enemies. And, and so he, he actually is Rambo here, though. He's dual wielding. Yeah, he has a rifle in one yeah. hand and a, like a gun. And in And I the know other. it's like super nineties, but I think it looks really cool. There's a lot of stu- stuff in this. Like I brought up last time, there's a lot of stuff that plays on nineties. Uh, yeah, uh, cliches, and this feels like definitely going in that direction because it's Superman in a black suit. And holding guns and saying, everyone always said I'm the ultimate Boy Scout. We know it's Boy Scout's motto, always be prepared. He just shows mm-hmm. up with his guns and shooting everything. Yeah. yeah, like dual wielding, shooting giant but guns. But I feel like it's played more like fun. Yeah. And not yeah. like, look how edgy this is. But like Sly was saying, they're launching a giant missile to Metropolis. And this is when Superboy grabs on and he's like, I could stop this. You guys take out that guy. And this missile is basically going to do Metropolis what uh, it, the, the big ship did to uh, Coast City. Like it has the green balls in, inside of it and it's going to yeah. unleash them. <laughs> so that's really the end of the issue. Oh, and then the missile. No, so Superboy is trying. He, he <laughs> yeah, saves so- the city. And so, I was hyping stuff for so long, now I can just skip over it. Yeah, the missile, Sorry, whatever. Superboy saves the city with the missile, but then it explodes still in his hands, and everyone thinks he's dead. Again. Yeah, because he, he veers uh, it again. away from the city before it hits, and then they blow up in the sky. And it's got the sad thing of, like, Tana was doing the reporting on it, and she just starts crying because... The same way Lois yeah. did with Superman. I actually really uh, love this scene because... Uh, I really love this Tana scene. Tana is, like, uh, trying to... Because every time Tana uh, tr- gets emotional during the report when Superboy's in danger because she cares about him... Uh, her cameraman's always like, you're on air, you gotta be professional. And here, um, they keep doing that. And she's like, come on, keep going. Keep... And she's like tearing up, trying to mm-hmm. be composed. And she's like, I can't do it. He was my friend. And she just breaks down crying yeah. on the on the, on the the TV. Yep. Yeah. So then what happens? Action Comics 691. Yeah, secret weapon. Um. So now this is back to Steel and Superman going through the base. And they fight a bunch of dudes, and Superman is specifically using his guns and his x-ray vision to find out where the, or, like, to separate the organics from the inorganics, and he's shooting all the robots but not killing the dudes. Very yeah. hand-wavy Superman stuff that he does. Yeah, and, and Steel, that's that's why Steel starts to think, it's like, wow, this guy really is the real deal because, you know, he's, he's uh, doing what Actually he's doing. Actually compassionate. Yep. Uh, basically, uh, as they're doing all this shit, Steel notices that... The Superman seems to be able to fly on his own. He seems to be able to knock people back without touching them. Yeah, there's like some weird instances during a fight where like an enemy goes flying and they're like, who hit him? And basically, uh, long story short, it turns out that Supergirl uh, followed him invis- invisible. I keep forgetting she could turn invisible. And she carried him there. She, yeah. He was like, he was like, I'm wearing the rocket boots just for show. No, he said, he, to they, say- no, because this is actually, I really like, they, they explain this way because... You like this? No, Steel, exp- Steel explains... Um, that the reason why he went to the airport was because he can't fly all the way to Coast City because then he's going to run out of engine fuel before he even gets there. And so Superman uh, was like, I'm going to fly Coast City in my engine boots. 
and they say Superboy basically gave him a boost, and now Supergirl gave uh, 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 Superman a boost. So basically, it makes it makes sense. It explains that why they didn't all just fly toward the, towards it in the first place. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, but it's I find it very silly that Supergirl's just been invisible hiding for yeah. like, like hours. Po- it took what's... four hours to get here. I just I just felt like this was so much like having to write and justify things that it, it could have been simplified in some sort of way. But like I have tra- I like I'm Superman. I use my boots to fly over here since I can't fly yet. But actually, Supergirl was flying me there. I find it really silly. She could also have done it not invisible and just no, because she didn't want Lex to know. And basically, know, and also, why, have that, why have that storyline? No, but she wanted Lex to know. First of all, okay, guys, fuck you. I'm gonna explain it. She wanted Lex to know. She didn't want Lex to know. And also, they explained it that uh, they don't want they wanted Cyborg Superman to have as little information as possible, so they were keep invisible as long as possible. Oh, okay. That okay. they do say right. that. That's, That's why it's so called secret weapon. Get the fucking issue called secret weapon. It's <laughs> literally secret weapon. You're right. You're right. Fuck us. Okay. And you guys uh, wonder why I get mad and start yelling at guys because you guys don't fucking read what your fucking book says. Yeah, I do right. read. I still don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't like her. F- I don't like her flying in. I'm fine with her being the secret operative that's invisible to avoid evade the cameras and take them out. Like that's cool. But the fact that she's been like holding his butt for five hours is silly. <laughs> All right, but what I think it's fine. I think <laughs> I, I you do a lot to try to maintain a secret weapon like super. No, Hill. I know, I know. Anyway, the the missile the missile explodes in in the sky that Superboy is trying to stop, and his body flies into some rubble. Uh, garbage dump. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not garbage. Not rubble. And garbage. Le- no, because Superboy's <laughs> like, where am I? And why does it smell so bad? Yeah, Lex sees him. And he's like, Superboy! And he's like, don't call me Superboy! And Lex starts beating the shit out of him saying, where is my Supergirl, you piece of shit? He just yeah. sees the planet and he's like, fucking wrecked. And he's like, where is my fucking Supergirl, you piece of shit? Yeah. evil Lex. And then, yeah. um, in the Fortress of Solitude, we have Eradicator who's slowly coming back to life inside the his little... No, he's just like an old man instead of an energy force. No, these are... Basically what happens, what Eradicator does is, he says, like, this whole fucking Fortress of Solitude is... Powered uh, by by Kryptonian's energy, I'm gonna just take it all and feel myself because Superman needs me now. So basically, he just wrecks the Fortress Solitude. It fucking explodes and he flies out of it, saying, "Now this fucking cyborg is gonna feel Krypton's might." Yep. Fucking badass. Vengeance yeah. will be mine. Yeah. He is cool. Mongol's like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck Cyborg Superman. I'd rather just kill everyone here than than have his plan work. And I'm just gonna turn on the one engine. The one engine, and it's just gonna push Earth out of orbit and destroy it. He also uh, says like, I don't give a shit about Earth anyway. I want to die anyway. Like, fuck this planet. Like, yeah. I only I only want to because I thought it was gonna be another world. But this Cyborg Superman is so fucking competent. That's not gonna happen. So why? Yeah, it's not worth the effort. Yeah. I wish the Guardian was here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame he's not doing a lot to help out. Superman, why have you not taken down this engine already? <laughs> that was Daryl's real problem with how come? Where are all the other heroes? Where's Guardian? How come he's not rushing to Coast City? <laughs> yeah, actually, on his that, motorcycle. That is a good question. Like, why didn't Cyborg Superman be like, I have to get Guardian out of Cadmus? <laughs> it would have taken him like a th- four week road trip. <laughs> yeah, Guardian drive to Canada. He's like, okay. So now uh, Superman and Man of Steel twenty six. And just to clarify, when we were talking about how they wanted to keep Supergirl headed from the cameras and everything. It was because uh, Cyber Superman is literally connected to the entire fucking engine city. You can see everything that's going on at all times with his cyber powers like he did. Before. Yeah, so his his uh, technology, the spirit thing, like he actually can inhabit any type of metal and become it. Like in, in his exposition story, he like became metal to talk to his wife. He, he became, he fought Superman in the past, I think. Yeah. 
uh, he talks as, to Mogul like, as a, like yeah. a half metal person. And also, yeah. uh, we, were, we were talking about how um, him putting the tracer on Doomsday made no sense. But in the later story, it reveals that Doomsday was a backup plan. He's basically going to use Doomsday as a weapon to fuck up shit if this plan went, went haywire. Oh. Mm. So, uh, uh, with that knowledge, basically, he locks a Supergirl away from the rest of the group. And uh, now, Mongo confronts the two of them. And uh, he says, like, Mongo's like, oh, I turn on the engine. Fuck you guys. You're going to die now. And so, Steel is like, I'm going to go take care of the engine. Superman, you try to uh, hold off Mongo. And basically, uh, there's a nice moment where Steel reveals uh, that he's John Henry Irons, the guy, the steel worker he saves. And Superman's like, oh, yeah, I remember you, the steel worker. Showing us he has such a great memory. All the people he saved, he's like, I remember mm-hmm. you. He's Superman. It's nice. It's nice. I, 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 Irons, like maybe, but strong yeah. as steel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Superman, Steel goes to turn off the engine. And he's just like, I have no fucking idea what to do. Like, I'm just a fucking guy who makes Iron Man. So I don't know this fucking... I'm just a weapon expert. Uh, but it's just a fucking, like, a fucking alien Alien. Alien engine yeah. reactor. <laughs> he made the Toastmasters. He also made his suit. I know. But what, what happened is, what happens is that uh, Cyborg starts inhabiting the metal uh, around... This is my favorite part of the arc. Yeah, mine too. Uh, well, our second favorite. <laughs> second favorite after the next one. Uh, Cyborg, Superman starts inhabiting the metal around him, starts fighting Steel. And, um... Basically, uh, Steel realizes, realizes I don't know how to make uh, turn off this engine, but this cyborg does. If I can get him, keep talking and bragging, I'll get I'll t- let him uh, teach me how to turn this whole shit off. And, I love that Steel uses his smarts. Yeah, because that's what really separates. Yeah, him it, from... it's not just his plan, but uh, what I was alluding to being my favorite part is that actually this is done. The art's done by uh, Don Bogdanov. Yeah, the guy you hate so much. Yeah, and this is where he starts to shine because it's like this weird, like half Terminator, half alien looking weird machinery that steals fighting a whole bunch with like yeah. huge teeth and a skull face and a bunch of claws and he keeps morphing around yeah i, I think it's funny how every time uh the superman inhabits metal to fight he has to make a little face on it so like sometimes he'll oh, like it be- looks so funny sometimes yeah. he'll like just grab someone's arm with a little face on it yeah. <laughs> like hey i'm here i think it's because he's because like he is a, he is a still like a human being like he's still yeah like, uh, he, he still has like a an ego yeah i think i think it's just an easy way for the artist to be like hey this is where he is but, I, I, but it's funny too <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's amusing it's an effective and amusing little visual trick yeah but uh and here's why i like this issue uh, and it can be really scary too yeah yeah and here's why i love this issue because the issue is literally uh, 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 basically, he's using this uh, st- uh, this weird body that's the cyber Shemek constructed, and he basically uses it to f- fucking uh, trash the the engine and you know jam his gears and everything. And he says like, "I'm probably gonna die here, but I'm gonna die like John, uh, like John uh, Henry did. I'm gonna die destroying the machine." And I I love that so much. Too. Yeah, it's a where cool... he's like, I'll, I'll, "I'll literally throw my body into this machine to stop it." Yeah. It's very reminiscent of the Iron Man scene in Avengers Two when he's like in the blades of the engine. Yeah, and I, and I like all these. Um, like it might seem a little cheap, but I do like all these cliffhangers of these issues where. They, 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 it's very possible that Steel and Superboy could have died trying to save... Oh, you definitely feel the stakes here. I forgot how good the foreshadowing was of him being John Henry Irons, and he's going to die fighting a yeah. machine, too. I just yeah. I just, I just, just love the John Henry motif here so much. Same. Okay. I, I do, too. But, uh, so, um, Cyborg realizes, like, my engine's trashed, I'm fucked, but I can at least get Mongo and fuck his shit up and maybe kill this... Because now they, they, they all start being convinced that this guy's Superman, slowly. And he's like, so now I'll fuck up, I'll have... Supergirl rejoin with Superman, and they'll fuck up Mongol, and I'll allow Green Lantern. Green Lantern, he realizes Green Lantern's coming uh, because Green Coast City is, is Green Lantern City, 
and I'm gonna have Green Lantern fuck up Mongol, and then once uh, the Mongol's gone, I'm gonna kill Superman, and um, that's the end of the issue. Um, uh, issue next issue is Green Lantern forty six. Yes, and this issue is very simple, but I really love it. Basically, Green Lantern feels always like, oh, where are superheroes when all this shit's going down? Green Lantern's doing what a lot of heroes do, especially of this power level. He's off in space saving entire planets. And so he's like, oh, it's great that the Green Lantern Corps gave me a break from saving planets to go back to Earth and chillax for a little bit. But then, holy <laughs> shit, my fucking city got 9 11 Oh, sorry. <laughs> by first of all. It's already, it's already too late. We, it's yeah. also way worse. It's like the whole city's gone. Everyone's Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I really love uh, the writer Ger- Gerard Jones. Yeah. Uh, His Green Lantern run is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, he basically, like uh, Daryl suggested, uh, most of the, they never really showed the um, gravity of what happened here, except in this issue. Where he's basically like the souls of the dead basically are demanding me to fuck up this this engine city, fuck up Mongol, just smash everything basically. I, I like that. A and lot. and you know we talk about like uh, how I potentially like Shonen. Uh, this <laughs> is what I like about like Shonen shit, where it's just one character full of rage, just fucking full of vengeance, just wanting to smash the fuck. And this out fight of rules. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember I was playing a Star's Wrath in college? Yeah. And you, people were watching. It's like that that feeling of like. There's no nothing can stop my rage, my vengeance yeah. right now. Like uh, basically, Green Lantern flies in, beats uh, saves Superman from Mongol because Superman is wrecked by Mongol, uh, and also Mongol also wrecked uh, Supergirl, and so they're both wrecked. Green Lantern flies in, grabs Mongol, she's being the shadow of him, and he's like, "Oh, you're being the shadow of me and breaking my engine, but." Uh, this kryptonite powered the entire thing. Yeah, and Mongol laughs at him and he says, "Laugh with your dying breath, Mongol." And he says, like, oh, yeah, I'm laughing because you're going to kill Superman by blowing up this engine. And Gantz is like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna, I can't kill Superman. And Mongo's like, you fucking idiot, now I'm going to beat the he shit He says, all, seven million people died, and if I could just save my friend, it'll, yeah. like, you know, it'll be one less death. This also reminded me that Green Lantern can't interact with Yellow. Yeah, but I actually, <laughs> actually, actually like, uh, it's a very silly thing. But I actually like I actually like that how they explain like he wants to fucking just make uh, Mongo explode, but he can't. He's like he's fucking yell. This fucking piece of shit yells. So I have to smash him <laughs> with my bare hands. Basically, but during this fight, he also uh, he gets his arm broken. Yeah, and- I, I just want to illustrate the scene because it's, it's beautiful. Uh, so basically, uh, everyone thinks Steel's dead and his hammer's lying uh, on the ground. Oh, it's awesome! Mongo breaks Green Lantern's arm, breaks breaks his legs, and Green Lantern goes picks up. Uh, he's like injured, limping. He goes to pick up pick up Steel's hammer. And he starts forming a, uh, a Green Lantern arm around him, and Mongo is like, "Oh, uh, you're, you're you're trying to uh, use your uh, ring to uh, to be able to lift the hammer, huh? But uh, you need your will to do that. Too bad I, I broke that will." And uh, Green Lantern says, "Mongo, you broke my leg. You broke my arm. My will is something you'll never touch." And basically, he forms a massive Green Lantern armor and smashes Mongo with the hammer so hard it breaks the hammer, and Mongo sends, gets sent flying. It's pretty awesome. He he be, he like makes. Green Lantern power armor, basically, yeah. so that he can now move and lift. It's pr- I yeah, think it's, it's really awesome. I, my, I it's my so favorite issue of the whole entire story, and I really like the story. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. And so now, uh, final uh, full issue, uh, Superman eighty two. So uh, Super Superboy and Eradicator finally get there after all this shit has already happened, and um, Steel. We find out he's not dead. He comes out of the grinder, but his armor is all smashed up, and. Cyborg Superman's like, do you remember me, Superman? And he's like, no. I don't know you. And he's like, yeah, you do. And he's like, I am this guy. And um, Superman says, like, I, I actually recognize Eradicator because they have, like, a mental connection uh, from the shit they've been together. Yeah. And he's like, I know you are. I don't trust you. Get the fuck out of your Eradicator. No, basically. I meant he, he doesn't know who Cyborg is. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, then Eradicator shows up and he's like, hey, I'm Eradicator. And he's like, yeah, I know. Uh, and he was like, you're a villain though. And he's like, not today, I'm not. And then he's like, I'll be, I'll get you once we're done with this. But then obviously they do the cliche, Eradicator saves Superman for something. And he's like, you saved me. Maybe you're not a villain. And he's like, I am not. Um, and then this is why they, I like Eradicator's journey because basically he, he always viewed it as just like, I got to save Krypton at any cost. But by being Superman... And thing like Superman, you start realizing Superman's appreciation for life. Yeah, yeah. They have some explanation in his backstory issue where he used to just be this like AI being, but after taking on like the persona, he he actually took on human qualities completely, like and yeah. integrated them in his mind. And um, it's a good metaphor for like Superman's inspiration. Yeah. And so they go to the the power source of this engine. Oh, this which is, is also just... when the Eradicator like basically looks at the camera and he's like, "The way you got resurrected was such a specific event; it will definitely never be able to happen oh, again." Oh yeah, it was so like no. That was them saying, like, "Guys, please be worried for Superman dying yeah. again." Like this. Yeah, they're like, real. "Superman can only be resurrected but once." But he's saying to the reader, like, this, "Next time Superman's fighting somebody." Don't be like, well, why doesn't he just do the re- regeneration thing? It, it just reminded me of, like, we can only resurrect someone with the Dragon Balls once. But it's one of those things that's, like, dumb but kind of necessary. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't just leave it open because people always bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So they go to the power source, which is this big kryptonite that powers the whole engine. Um, only Superman and Eradicator get there. Everyone else uh, are basically gets fucked up by uh, Cyborg fucking around with them. Yeah, the, I feel poor... Poor Steel is trying to get there, and then Cyborg Superman's head just appears out, and he starts killing him with his own armor. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the head I was talking about. How it's like a little guy, just like, "Hey, yep. I'm here." But then he, th- then the steel armor gets beaten by Superboy's tactile telekinesis. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I have a new power." Um, and so in the in the chamber is just like Sly said, uh, Eradicator Superman and Cyborg Superman. And he's like, I know what I can do. And he takes a hose, basically, and yeah. starts just spraying the kryptonite out of it at Superman and Eradicator. Yeah, they're in the yeah. chamber of the giant kryptonite shard yeah. that's powering Engine City. So he's like, he's like, I'll drain this entire thing just to kill you guys. Yeah. And even if it kills me, I don't give a shit. And he just starts spraying it at Superman. Eradicator, being the preserver of Krypton, jumps in the way. Mm-hmm. And you basically see this really cool image of, like, it looks like just crazy radiation washing over Eradicator, and then behind him... It's like it's this like, rainbow spray yeah. of light hitting Superman. Yeah, and everyone, and uh, Cyborg thinks, like, uh, Eradicator's wasting his time because the beam's still hitting Superman, and they're both still dying anyway. And, and the narration does say, like, they're both screaming in pain, and uh, it seems like the radiation is still killing Superman despite Eradicator's uh, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which would have been really lame if Superman comes back from the dead just to die again. Yeah. Especially because <laughs> the regenerative matrix will never work again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so basically the the kryptonite, he completely drains it. The, ga- the, the, the smoke settles. And Superman stands up and they're like, what the fuck? You see Eradicator's like drained body. Yeah. And they're like, how did he survive this? But it turns out that as the kryptonite was spraying at them... It passed through Eradicator's body, and since he's some weird energy being, it like transformed it. He, into... he Eradicator purposely transformed it. So uh, basically, uh, and th- through that weird process, it gave Superman uh, not only his powers back, but his powers amplified. Yeah. Yeah. So he just explodes Cyborg after that. Yeah. Literally, uh, like he punch, shakes his punches right through his chest. Yeah, he punches through his chest, and he's like, "You can't kill me. I'll always come back." And he's like, "If I vibrate my arm at ultrasonic speeds," and he's like, "Wait!" And he literally shatters him into like dust. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. 
And then Supergirl shows up. And gives and... him his costume back somehow. Well, it's not going to this bullshit. Like, <laughs> no time in comics where... I guess it's his costume skin, too, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, I'm a raisin man. Take some of my skin, Superman. <laughs> he's like he's like a raisin man tailor. He's like... Just gives people skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he flies back to Metropolis and... Uh, Everyone else goes to clean up the shit. And they say, you go back to Metropolis. You've been through a lot of shit, Superman. Yeah. And there's a nice scene because earlier in the, in the story arc, like... Uh, Lois sort of uh, tapping at her window, and it was like nothing. It was a bird. And she, yeah, and she's like, oh, she's like Clark always used to, or or Superman always used to come and do this and wake me up. And then there's a rapping at the window while she's sleeping, and she's like and, fucking birds. Yeah, a uh, rap rap rapping at my chamber door, yeah. and <laughs> a tack tack uh, tacking. And then she opens the window, and it's Superman, and they have a nice uh, in air kiss. Yeah, and she says uh, she's, she's in his arms, faster than speeding bullet. Yeah. And that's when we get to the epilogue. The epilogue is so short. It's basically just like Superman now moves some bit like buildings and he's like, Hey look, Clark Kent, LOL. He's <laughs> yeah, I love, I love this. For like over a month. Yeah. They're like, Wow, crazy. Uh, to be fair, uh, uh, the full issues like uh, one thing I want to praise this comic, this trade. Uh, more trades should do this where they edit it out like three books worth of material down to like ten pages. And in the issue where Superman and, and Lois reunite, they actually get the idea for this concept because Superman actually finds other survivors in the rubble, and they found, like, they have a... I forgot how they survive, but basically there's, like, a water supply underneath somewhere. And then they did this shit in Dark Knight Rises, too, so... If, it's called your pee. Yeah. yeah, your pee. No, it happens. It happens. I actually, I, I read that issue, and I, I did enjoy it. It also has another good joke that cut out, where Superman's thinking to Lois, he's like, how are we going to make, like, Clark come back? Like, maybe we'll say... He got washed out to sea or was abducted by aliens. Yeah, they have a, a, a bunch of funny uh, jokes. And yeah, like... and then later on when they find, uh, when they're, uh, when someone asks Superman, it's like, it's like Jimmy asks him, it's like, oh man, I wish we could find Clark. And he's like, you never know. He could be out at sea or abducted <laughs> by aliens. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, just to make a long story short, <clears throat> Supergirl basically pretended to be Clark Kent. And the whole epilogue is very like, everything's back to normal, yay! Seven million people are dead still. The only thing, though, is uh, when Supergirl turns back into Superman, uh, when Superman turns back into Supergirl, Clark Kent's like, I was getting jealous with you with my woman. And then Supergirl gives like a feminist lecture, and she's like, what do you mean your woman? Well, Lois does that. Lois does say, what do you mean your woman? No, but I think... No, but doesn't no, Lois says, what do you mean you're a woman? And Supergirl says, you go tell him. You go, girl, yeah, Lois. So mm-hmm. Supergirl's like, yeah, stand up for yourself. And then she's like, I got to go back to Lex. He's very controlling. And I'm not yeah. allowed to do anything without him. <laughs> I can't leave the house unless uh, under curfew. Yeah. yeah. And that's I have to be invisible and sneak away to carry <laughs> Superman. And and also the editor, the editor also ended the story on a nice note where Supergirl flies off saying, maybe I'll live happily ever, ever after. And Superman... And Lois embrace, and they say, or die trying. I think it's a nice note to end it on. Yeah, I think the ending's pretty solid. So, yeah. uh, that's it. We finished it. Yeah. We did it, guys. Woo! Death, funeral, rain, return. So, Daryl's the only person who was reading it for the first time. How does it hold up? Did we hype it too much? This? Yeah. Um. <laughs> is it a good story, or is it a bad story? It was a story. Well, one thing I like about the story is, <laughs> literally... Daryl's opinion is not as equally as valid as Ryan, mine, Phil's because we all this, this is what all of, all of ours, one of our first su- su- comic stories we ever read. Yeah. So w- when all this shit that Daryl would say might turn him off when we read it, I had no problem with, and I and I will say the main reason why I like love the story more than uh, Death of Superman is because Death of Superman is a story where uh, you might like it, but 
it won't necessarily get you into other comics where I feel this is a story that really gets you interested in reading more material from... I think from, it opens up the world a lot. You know what, Sly? I 100% agree with you. Yay! Which is which is why I didn't like this story. <laughs> Wait, why? Well, not like I, I didn't, like... I, I, I was still, like, okay with it, but this was very comic booky. Like, especially when they fair. get into describing people's motives and their backstories, and they're like, it was in this issue that this happened, it was in this issue that this happened, and then it's like 7 million people die, but it's like, let's care more about, like, what we're supposed to do with the plot and how all these characters connect and interact, where I was actually, I was most intrigued during the funeral part, because I wanted to see how people reacted to a world without Superman. Like, I'm way more into utilizing a very unique or clever or interesting idea and seeing what comes out of that rather than just telling like a normal kind of comic book plot like as soon as cyborg superman's revealed to be the villain that's when it got comic booky no that's true that's true but uh, i think overall we enjoyed the whole saga right yeah yes yeah i'd say it's like for like a, a if you like comics, this is it, it's cool to see all these characters get together, and it's like a rah rah when they're inside Engine City, going through and destroying stuff. It, it's great to see them do that, and you're cheering for the good guys. I also I also recommend uh, if you read this, read Death and Return, and don't read uh, World Without. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, okay, so cool. I hope you guys liked our long epic saga. I know I certainly did, even if Daryl hated it. I didn't hate it. I know. I, just, I, know. I hate actors. He hates Death of <laughs> Superman. I mean. So I just want to briefly mention to rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. We got two reviews from two different Matthews, one of which was very, very nice, and the other one called us a bunch of assholes. So it worked out. I think it balances, but they're both five stars. So thank you guys very much. And, uh, you know, as always, you can tweet at us, email us, all that stuff. And I wanted to give a quick plug to the Comrade Radio Network. I want to mention APOC, because they just did an episode on Crash that Daryl has a lot of things to say about, so you should talk to us about it in the Comrade Facebook group. And they also did an episode on a Coen Brothers movie, which is Malcolm's favorite directors, and they'd never done one before. So after two years, they finally did one. I recommend it. And you can check out that and all the other great shows at ComradeRadio.com. And quick plug... I don't think I mentioned it, but a couple weeks ago, I was on a podcast called The Songs That Saved Your Life, and it's one of my favorite podcasts. I really had a fun time, so you should check that out. And this week, I will be guesting on Wings, that's W-H-6-E-S-N-G-S, a very sincere podcast that's definitely about Wings, the sitcom, and not not a joke at all. And uh, I had a lot of fun with that, too, so you should listen to that. It is my favorite podcast right now, so I hope you like Not it. Not us? I thought we were your favorite podcast. No, we suck. Yeah, that's true. Uh, any other things you guys want to plug or mention? Uh, we're moving into the holiday season, so I hope you guys are having a happy holiday season and expect a really cool episode from us next week, <laughs> question mark? <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Happy holidays from us at Divisive Issues. Uh, Merry Christmas, you fucking PC <laughs> bullshit. There'll also be an APOC Christmas special that you might hear us pop up on. Maybe. You hear us pop up. Maybe. (laughs) The fact that you call it that means you're not ready, Sly. (laughs) And uh, so thank you guys so much for listening uh, to Divisive Issues. I've been right behind you. I've been Cyborg Superman's uh, tiny middle heads. (laughs) Oh, man. You always take the good ones. I've been a pair of Carnage Globes. 
And I've been Superman's raisin suit. <laughs> Stay in continuity. Podcasting Network.